Hello and welcome to the DMs Book Club, a podcast where each episode we talk about a topic to do with Dungeons and Dragons and how we can fit it in our role-playing campaigns. With me, as ever, even though that was slightly wrong that sentence, nope. is Fiona. It's Fiona. Me. Oh, if only the audience could hear the last 10 minutes of us doing technical <laughs> difficulties. We are super after our super professional recording in a yes. very super professional recording studio. Yes. The next one we do is me dropping my cameras, falling about, and uh, can't even get into a chair without looking like an idiot. Well, what a shame. Well, if we ever have a Patreon or a Ko-Fi or coffee, apparently that's how it's pronounced now. It's uh, that's what uh, we'll have to do to that. Um, how are you, Hamilton? I'm okay, actually. I, I've come, I've come down from the sort of like surreal, what the heck did we do on Saturday business. Mm, yeah. But um, other than that, yeah, I'm fine. I've had a cold, but, but okay. You know who mm. hasn't. Yeah. And yeah, uh, excited to be recording more DMs Book Club. Yeah, it's been it's been a little while for, for us in terms of recording stuff, but we actually, mm. at time of recording, we, yeah, we just did a weekend record in a very exciting location. I got up to, to Bristol, and I would, we're both doing like hand gestures. <laughs> yeah. um, we got our friends Chloe and Stuart, and we were in a nice little studio. You mm-hmm. ran a game, I was there slightly editing it, and it was, yeah, yeah it was, it, I, I think... And I've said this to you before, I think it's the coolest thing I've done this year. And I'm already like <laughs> Yes, by in February. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't think I don't think things were gonna top it. I don't have anything in the pipeline that will top it. So I'm and I'm yeah, it I can't wait for people to see what what yeah what, what you've done really. I was just we're all three of us are just there uh, hanging onto your coattails essentially. Oh yeah, no, hundred so. percent no. I was I'm just sequestering all the good talent and that's and I'm just uh, sitting there going, How the heck did I do this? I don't really yeah. know. But there you go. No, so I'm very excited. I'm gonna try and push this to the top of the list of stuff mm. to get out because I think think it's i think it went really i think it went i think it went well and i also think because of that it doesn't actually require as much editing as other things i've done well <laughs> so. well, we'll see we'll see yes uh, well it was like it was actually really shit hamilton i don't know what no, you're about not at all not at all <laughs> I, that was more of a reflection on me and everything but yes hopefully that will come out and we'll yeah. talk about it at another point which mm-hmm. is exciting but it's well on a similar note i'll say because obviously we're going to do some more recording again at time of recording later this week so in the future yeah. for us but obviously past us when we were listening to this, of the game system that you ran, because it wasn't Yes, DVD. it was and not. We've, no. talk, we've spoken about it a little bit on and off podcast, so again, apologies if you have heard us talk about it, but we are considering doing a spin-off show to the DMs Book Club. What? What? What's I this? I know, um, <laughs> using different game systems. So hopefully there'll be the first sort of proof of concept recording mm. Um, and see how we go with that, essentially. So that, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I've been reading all the game system on that. And you know what? I forgot how much I really enjoy reading different systems that I don't necessarily have the pressure to play. So <laughs> I, I feel great about it myself, yeah. whereas obviously I know you had to learn quite a bit of it in order to run the game. But as, as well, can we mention what the system was? I'm sure we can mention sure, what the system was. Sure. Yeah. I just don't want to like, take it out. You know, I'm giving it to you to say. You oh, okay, so, we, so it was Blade Runner, which yeah. is a free league uh, publication. I found actually that a lot... You know, there's a lot of there's a lot in there, but yes. um, as with all games that I play, you don't roll. You roll a lot. You roll very many. You don't very many dice if you do. And when you do, it's um, you you kind of get fo- it, particularly with the nature of the game. It is a it's it's a detective game, yeah. and with that, like the character creation is 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 the real oh. crunch, right? Oh. That's where you're like, oh my gosh. And yes. there's other things that we'll get into when mm. we talk about it in more detail. But 
what I found when playing the game is it was you, you roll observation and you roll tech a lot. And yep. then when you get to fighting, which we did once at some point, I won't mm. mention mm -hmm. when because I don't want to give away. But like, yeah, the rules weren't actually too um, obtrusive uh, yeah. in the end, actually, I'd say. And the fun thing about it more is... And what I found about it was, even though I could probably make exactly the same storyline in any system, mm. if I wanted to, mm -hmm. it, it was the fact that it drove me to that story type that was fun. You know, yeah. a detective mystery. Yeah. And and people came to it looking for that. Because I think if you came to D&D &D with all the D&D &D tools you have at your disposal, mm. it becomes really difficult to create mysteries. So it's like, I'm just going to magic the crap out of this. Yes. Or I'm going to, I can thieves tool my way out of any room and I could, you know, and, and, and then you hit a door. But like mm. the point is because of the simplistic nature of the character, this, the characters themselves, even though the creation is complicated, the actual, the, what they are able to do is what pretty much a human can do plus a bit of extra tech and a, yeah. and a funky car mm -hmm. is that you um you're able to enjoy a mystery yeah kind of thing it's it's i think for me because i i know and we'll definitely talk about this when we do the recording on mm. that but you know there's definitely elements of like city of mist that sort of idea yeah. of doing the mystery and the story stuff but it's interesting how obviously a lot of reliance on D D and fifth e uh, mm. currently uh before obviously yeah. i know one D D and all that sort of thing is coming up it's interesting how such a system can really restrict imagination and stuff. And I've always said this about where, so what am I rolling, is mm. that the reason I play lots of different games is because each different mechanic makes me think about stuff in a different way and maybe yeah. is suited to different stories. And I'm so I'm always a big positive like encourager of people trying out new games. And I think and we'll go on to this when we talk about the OGL stuff, is that sort of thing because it's such a big, powerful thing, the fifth edition system. Yeah. That it funds and it and it it upholds all sorts of things and people just go oh it's just easy just to create it you know something in that oh stat block here's you know here's a you know I remember for Thanksgiving that like, here are different turkeys monster turkeys using fifth edition stat blocks yeah. and it's for me it is the gateway you know fifth edition D and D currently is the gateway to get in but what Free League is doing as mm. again at time of recording I'm halfway through an alien RPG campaign yeah it's very different about telling stories and it's interesting with Free League as well the last thing I'll say on it is that it does say you don't have to roll lots of dice for everything but this is what you need when you do and then yeah. there's a lot of rules but mm. that's fine actually and I actually prefer that less rolling mm. but more juice to it if you see what I'm yeah the thing I got the most uh, out of it was their case file and how they made that that gave me this impetus to make something and i feel like more on free league stuff like the one ring yes. the nature of the way it's split into those two phases of um the adventuring phase and the fellowship phase makes you just think about how the game will work in yeah. a different way and it, just because your mind gets filled with the D D is definitely not lord of the rings and i read i was watching a very interesting i was recommended it via watching another show i was watching arbiter ian talking about necromunda mm -hmm. and then he was mentioning a show that matt colville did about making the same character mm -hmm. in every system of D D up from the original pre mm -hmm. when it was called uh, men and magic i think yeah. dungeons and dragons men and magic through to 5e and made the same uh human fighter and how you would go about doing that and his point is in the introduction to the first ever bit of gary gygax text 
it references some stories that are good references for you, like to influence your games. And it was Conan the Barbarian. It was the guy who goes to Mars. I forget what the really shit Disney movie uh, person. What's his name? <laughs> you know what I mean? The person in the Disney movie, the guy, the, but it's pulp. But it was all it never mentioned Lord of the Rings. And this is in the 70s when the Lord of the Rings was huge because it was not epic fantasy. It was gritty. It was gritty. Pulp fantasy you know it's mm-hmm. based on pulp fantasy and it's like heroes of master of the universe and all that sort of cartoony stuff you know like mm-hmm. it's not and it is grim dark yeah. <laughs> for the 70s if you know what i mean like yeah. it's sort of for that it's sort of grim dark in its own way uh and it made me think more of like Morkborg's dark fort yeah. sort of thing than it did mm-hmm. um uh, than it does what people i think come into it and then so when you look at free leagues one ring you realize Oh, this is the this is about epic adventures in a different way in a very yeah. cinematic way and and so and, and the same with the Blade Runner it's like yeah oh this is about trench coats neo noir neo noir yeah a place where technology isn't trusted yeah I, I kind of forgot that we're re- watching the films mm. and stuff that you know they don't trust technology because of something. Anyway, yes. we could talk about this on the other show. Sorry, yes. We were talking about D&D, though. I did mention the origins you did, of d yes. I mentioned Gary Gygax. So yeah. we, we've done oh, some yes. d right? All right, we, we've passed the YouTube test of getting it in. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Hamilton, what are we yeah. talking about today? Well, even though we're rambling, we're going to probably ramble for a bit longer. We're Agreed. doing. A, I felt well. It was uh, both of us. Had, we're not hiding away from the fact that there has been something that happened in the in the current times <sighs> in D and D, hadn't there? Yes. Even now, when we're we're recording this again, just for clarity, at the end of February. Yeah. January was an incredibly tough time. Yes. Uh, hearing stuff and like even looking at the various blog posts now, mm. they were like sort of this time a month ago and it feels yeah. like ages but also yesterday in what we're talking yeah. about today if people aren't aware of they they probably are but it's the OGL and I think I'm quite happy that we've done it in this way because yeah. at the time there was a lot of reaction yes. and I'm not saying that that and and that was all with lots of positivity and I think the community rallied together in a really yes. great way to overcome something that was obviously a shitter but i think mm. we did not need to add any more voices to that beyond yeah. the amount of memes that i made and said <laughs> things on twitter i didn't need to i don't know i didn't feel like doing a a podcast really was gonna was gonna add no. to the it, it at the time it didn't feel like it, it felt like there was enough people yeah. out there saying the right things with much more important and better better said things yeah. to be honest and we said that as well in our last episode yeah. which again time recording was the uh the clerics yeah. episode the unearthed arcana and i think what's interesting again mm. just for clarity there will be links to the the article by linda from mm. um io9 about mm. basically wizards try to sneakily i would say sneakily uh put out a new um ogl which would essentially reduce and restrict quite a lot of people creating content without uh, copyright infringement and stuff like that and it kind of just blew up and there's a it's been a lot of critique about how does a big company who's very popular suddenly through their own like hoisted by their own petard in a way fall down and retract everything but at the same time encourage a whole lot of other companies to come up with their own OGL and give that out there and encourage other people to make content for their games. So I think whilst it has been a very emotional time, it has been a very creative time and hope I'm again for me coming out of it at the other end, it feels very hopeful. And I hope more people take 
people take up on this uh, the orc license? Yeah, I, I mean the whole process. As I said, I went through all the emotions. And I was like, first, like, and, and I said it to you afterwards. I just didn't want to play D and D straight, like for the whole time that it was going on. And even afterwards, I still feel like D and D is a sort of dirty word for a bit because it's just like it was so. It's just such a kick in the teeth to what. I mean, again, again, we're doing what we, everyone else did, but repeating everyone's great words. But the point is, it, 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 yeah, every, the community is what builds D&D and it is what makes D&D. And going back to that Gary Gygax thing I was mentioning, mm-hmm. uh, is that, and Matt Cover was saying on this thing, and I don't know when he recorded this, maybe a few years ago, I think, or a year ago or so, but um, you know, it states in that that they didn't create, they didn't put any adventures out yeah. in the document. The document literally said how you build a character and how you roll dice. And then it says, as a DM, you must go away and make six levels of a dungeon. They'll give you a dungeon. You must go away. And that is the fundamental of Dungeons & Dragons is here is the baseline information. Yeah. And we will produce some adventures at some point. But really, it's it's up to you, the player slash DM, whoever, your the community as it is now, to create the world. And Gygax had that from the start as an ideology of like it's in your power of your imagination to create more and more wonderful ideas and the whole idea was that you you know Alison's made her dungeon and you go around to Alison's house and do that dungeon then you go over to like uh Jackson's house the next week and use their dungeon and the whole point is that everyone's got their little dungeons and it's their own little thing and everyone's doing something different so you're not all like going oh well we've played the adventure now we're done it's not that's not the thing and so that's grown into the modern era of internet where we've got thousands upon thousands of extremely talented people out there making Dungeons and Dragons the amazing thing that it should be mm. because that's what it's based on. Yeah. Anyway, so we all know, we all, everyone knows this. And this is why I didn't want to do anything because I'm just, I hate saying everything <laughs> that everyone knows. No, no, I, don't... I think it's interesting because both of you and I are content creators. Mm. Obviously this podcast yeah. primarily is based on D&D content, you know, yeah. and we talk about it, but I think thanks to our experience with D&D, it means we've opened up to other RPGs and I definitely play and run di- so many more different RPGs compared to D&D now. Mm. I think what I do find interesting is that, I don't know, I, I'm i surprised the it took till now for yeah. the Orc license to come out, if you see what I mean. Like, I think... Yeah. Because this is the OGL, like it's 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 been so helpful. We said uh, mm. when we spoke to our uh, our friend Jimmy Flowers, Splinterverse, a couple of episodes ago, how that helped him during the pandemic to be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make mm. homebrew content." You know, like and so many people did that. Like I did. That's how I got back. Like yeah. I was playing D and D, and then I was doing when I was at home, and you know, just sitting there. Well, I got these ideas. I might as well. I've got some time now. I'm sitting at home to like mm. do some. Yeah, and that's how I started doing getting into making content that led to where we are now. So yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what we need is big pushes like this to go go for. But I kind of wished mm. I saw something like that earlier. I mean, obviously other RPGs have now capitalized on it, like Pathfinder. Yeah. Um, they've they are trying desperately trying to get a reprinting of all their issues because they sold out. The starter set for their second edition sold out. All that's yeah. they did a humble bundle very recently, yeah. uh, but which was great. And this is where I co- this is where it's more of a discussion of amateurs yeah. rather than experts. I'm gonna say it, and it's a controversial. I hate Pathfinder in the sense of the the website yeah. and the interface is fucking dreadful. <laughs> I they like, need to get a UX designer, yeah. They right, need yeah. just just because when you go onto it, I totally understand why they do this. They're like, here's all the print stuff, here's all this stuff. Mm. But if you want to be like, hey, you're about to start playing Pathfinder, here's the stuff you need. Because D D Beyond is an incredible tool and 
Yeah, yeah I, th- I think we are spoilt by D&D Beyond, essentially. Because it, like, it says, here's what you need to just start. Here's some bundles, etc. Yeah. But it's not on their website at all. And then when you go into it, it's like, oh, do you want to download the whole thing or buy chapter? And I'm like, no, I just want it all in one thing. Yeah. And, and it's just, so, I think it, it, it's just because there's so much Pathfinder content, which is fantastic, by the way. Mm. But it's like for me coming into it, I was like, I don't know where I'd start. What would I? What do I need as a, yeah. a GM? And I want to get other players into it who have never played Pathfinder before. At the beginners box, okay, great. But what if they want? Because it's like advanced player options, free mm. volumes of uh, you know of monster manuals, all that sort of thing. And you're just there going, what do I need if I'm starting out? And I, you know, because oh, obviously. I- yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And I think there's, yeah, as someone who's got into Games Workshop Press products, I'm very much aware of the confusion in like, what the fuck do I need to buy? Like six books to understand how to actually play the game? Yeah, yeah no, it's... it's The thing with me with Pathfinder is it's like, uh, I know D&D. Yeah, uh, and thing is, I want to veer very vehemently away from it whenever I'm going to go for another game because it's like mm-hmm. I don't, I, and I probably I, I know Luke uh, from my uh, uh, Dragon's Jewel sort of Shattered Realm thing would tell me that he loves Pathfinder and everything I was doing that I changed in D and D was what they do in Pathfinder anyway, so it's fine, I get it. But it's kind of I think your point. This is that's not the point. Why I don't I I I, no. I I think it's a it's a really great alternative. And if I was gonna, and I think if I was coming to the to the community now yeah. uh, and looking to learn a new system, if yeah. I was or in the in January, you would go, well, I'm gonna go for the nice people <laughs> that aren't trying to take everyone's money. And yeah. I know that, and I, I don't know. We've got to be fair to the fact that you know the monies that they were things that they were going after was like seven hundred fifty thousand. It wasn't everyone's money, but it was still no. enough to to affect a lot of people but also yeah. the registration issues and like having to do that with D- dm's guild let alone mm. is such such an absolute nightmare to get yeah. involved in the srd content that you deal there and i'm so glad that that is now yes creative on the commons. creative commons mm-hmm. because you don't even have to use dm's guild now to use the srd stuff which you used to have to do in the past correct i think that's correct isn't it i, yeah. I believe so yeah and i know there's been a lot of contention around this particular thing but uh kyle brink has mm. gone basically the person who has sort of reined in whoever yeah. said those that you know the we first that first post the we won mm. we we both won statement which i read it again just a minute ago and it has always in in like it's got loads of italicized wording yeah. and you're like oh. it's the passive aggressive thing from someone who has no idea what's going on in the <laughs> team so yeah i it does make it clear to me that this mm. We don't know who was involved with this no. sort of the OGL stuff, but it's made clear to me that it is, it is people that aren't don't have the designers, the people who play these games in the room. No. And I think it's very clear when there's talk of, you know, the D&D film in a couple of months' time, we've got the, this TV show that yeah. I'm going to say Hasbro, but also Wizards of the Coast, maybe they're focusing, the thing, they're going away from, which, you know, it's the adaptations that make more money. People go and see these things, but as a result, there's that cycle of like, we need yeah. to make more. The, the Kickstarter cycle, essentially, of maybe yeah. a certain tabletop company that we won't name, um, that just goes in and invests, 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 and it's there's there's not the long term goal. It's just like we need to constantly a cash cow essentially, and so this this OGL stuff as a result, I feel like that's come from a bit. It, it it's been sort it's of definitely rumored. come from yeah. It definitely sounds like it's come from up high, and it's like well, there was the thing a couple of years ago. We need to monetize D and D more. In my mind, I actually thought that was going to be something more akin to the the Games Workshop system, which yeah. was like we're going to go down the model route more and push that. 
yeah. that we're going to go for the C- VTT online subscription based thing. Yeah. And I think the thing that they were talking about with D&D Beyond, like making it, you know, £30 a month and you get every single book available to you. You get mm. all the VTT stuff and that will kill all the other competition, which is awful as well. But that you, I, that's kind of what I thought. And I thought it was also going to be... I yeah. didn't think they, I, I don't think they would go down the games workshop. No one can make anything of our games thing. And I find that ironic when uh, yeah. Warhammer is built off basically D&D. But anyway, whatever, it's the irony whatever. of it. You know, you want to monetize it more. I think you just, I think the thing is, it's that that classic capitalist craziness of looking at something and going, not really understanding the product they've got in front of them and going, I yeah. want to monetize it more. And knowing that it, maybe you can't and mm. and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, and and that actually the only thing you're going to do is destroy it or yeah. you've got to look really laterally which is about what can you not going how can we monetize this more is how can we make more good stuff that people want to spend money on supporting it supporting yeah. it or or like the movie you know or yeah. like video games the thing with D is it's it it is the fundamental it's in it's for everyone's brain box you know yeah. and you've already put the game out and even if you stop making new games people could still play the game and play for infinity you've made the skyrim yes. and yes yeah. okay bethesda have re- released skyrim 400 billion times on every single device yeah. and that's how they've milked that cash cow but the point is you don't need to you need yeah. to buy one episode that one copy of skyrim play it on your PS3 play, yeah. or your computer yeah. and you can play that for thousands of hours mm-hmm. and most people should be able to do that and I think yeah. and I think that's what they just need to look at D&D and say well if you want to do something different you, you either do the the games workshop which is every two years it's a new system like mm-hmm. it, uh, Warhammer 40k was like second edition was like four or five years then it was third edition then it was four or five years fourth edition and then it was like two years fifth one year sixth i think or one of them was really quick then seventh was two years then it's like an every two or three year cycle mm-hmm. you have a new edition well they've had 5e for what are we talking now since oh nearly decades oh coming up i think coming up to it was 2014 14, yeah so it'd be nine years yeah two, it'll, be, it'll be a decade before yeah. the next you know and I'm not saying that's what they, I don't want them to do that, but I'm saying that's where I thought they were going to go, which is yeah. like a one D and D and then it'll be one D and D two D and D or whatever, D and yeah. D X or I don't know. or Infinity. Yeah. Or, <laughs> but the, the fundamental of it doesn't work because once you've made a system that people can play and everyone can make their own system, you're really looking at something that, you know, to, you, they go, well, we'll steal the money. We'll do the, the anti Robin hood, which is we're going to steal the money from everybody. We'll just steal from everyone else. For the poor. Yeah. Yeah. We're often the poor, but like, yeah, but the, I, I thought of the anti but the they're the big they're the big cheese trying to take money from smaller cheeses um and that's just the shitty way to do it and that's the crappy capitalist boring haven't even thought about it way whilst when actually what they could is it's just stupid it's poor bad judgment but it's also like bad management it's just it's not even it's no it's just not good thinking it's not even intelligent is what i'm looking for it's it's not intelligent it's not even going like looking at the system and thinking of maybe a way that you could make money which i don't think we need to come up with now but it's like make a really good movie I don't know if they have, but make a really good movie or do yeah. something else or make more books for us or have yeah. more mix and boo journal things that we want to yeah. buy. Like I, looking at 2E and 3E, they've got, there's so many like, here's the sword code, here's the guide to the north, Volo's guide to the north, Volo's guide to the south, Volo's mm-hmm. guide to the east, you know, go. You've they've talked about the sword coast. Yeah. There's all of fate, Where's you know, you get hire people, make content, sell yeah. it. Don't just go, oh, you're making all this content. We're just going to steal this from you. Yeah. Thank you very much. 
I mean, one big thing that happens with Hollywood certainly now is just remakes yeah. of of good yeah. films, less so good. But like you think this, they've got so much content. Obviously, Planescape is coming back out. Yeah. I, we've covered previously like uh, Blackmore, Alcadim, so other settings which again are, are of their time. I don't, want, I, don't, I don't think we want many of those back. But well, I no, mean. but but I feel like something like Alcadim, which is a very interesting. Essentially, it's a, a Hollywood version of Arabian Nights. So again, of its time. But can you imagine if they're okay? Why don't we have something similar? But actually get people in who's that's their lived experience you know that that's you know and actually because that could be really interesting like the same well, th- I, I you know me i'm gonna more settings like ghost walk or say i don't know ghost anything walk. yeah yeah but like that's the point is it's like don't they it just comes across as lazy greedy and awful basically yeah. which that's... is what it was and yes when it could be like hey we need to monetize this. Well, we're going to expand the D and D, the work, Wizards of the Coast D and D community workshop. We're going to get in loads of awesome new creators, and we're going to now instead of it's going to be every two months there will be a new book out. It will be adventure source book, adventure source book, adventure source book. You're going to have more content for you because the community's working at that pace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the community would would encourage this. You know, it's not yeah. it's not treading on the toes of the community. It's saying like, hey, here's more good stuff for you to use. Mm-hmm. Make a VTT. Great. Make one that integrates with D&D Beyond. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Like that's a I mean, that'd be really good. It'd also be good that I don't have to spend 50 quid here and 50 quid here and 50 mm-hmm. quid here mm-hmm. to buy the same Kerstra. Yeah, you want like, everything together. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And also the anything you make, we can just steal. It's just it, like, it was it came across incredibly. Yeah. So but the uh, three black halflings interview, you know, and they were talking to Kyle uh, about this, yes. and and it's an amazing interview, and I recommend if anyone wants. I'm going to put a link to the, the show. So yeah, just 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 to clarify. So yeah, so Kyle yeah. Brink, the person we spoke about before, he then just went out and said, "I will do interviews with whatever podcast were." So uh, Ginny mm. D did one. Uh, yeah. Freeback Halflings did an incredibly really, really good interview, mm. and I think that and I, I, there's nothing much more to say on that because I, I would recommend yeah. watching that because I think people will say, "Oh." He's just saying the corporate line, et cetera. But I, I think it comes across in the interview incredibly well. And it's not like too yeah. much emotion or tension. And I it just yeah. was a really, really good interview. So yeah. No, they, um, I think the the whole yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Jeremy think, and Liv did a really good job on that interview. Yeah, I think it was just, yeah, it just there was obviously the he, you know, Kyle dodged a few questions and uh, you know, and yeah. you just and and like which they're going to which they, one is going to do, you know, like if you imagine. Yeah, of but I yeah. think what the things that, that they said was like um this is like a, it was a growing document and, you know, it's built up and built up and it's too, you know, and, you know, it lost sight of the original intent because they were focusing on this idea of trying to block major corporations from profiting. So the bigger cheeses, yes, like the Metas or the, or the Googles or the, or the Apples or whatever of this world, a profiteering off, mm-hmm. off something that is given as a benefit to people who are, you know, who are the everyday people. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of see the logic behind the 750,000 profit. I mean, it's a lot of money. We're yeah. talking about a lot of money here. Yeah, yeah. Irrespective of that, that's the, again, it's back to the original. It's, that's the point. But the, it, they also say like, but then how could some of that, you think, how did some of that language get to that point? You know, yeah. like the the fact that, yes, we could, I could understand that, oh, we want to look at and try and thinking of ways like the crappy, like how could, like someone does the, how Five ways we could control the amount of content. Well, one, mm. everyone has to register their content and then we have to check it, you know, and like, okay, that is option one, but we all go, well, that's in the bin, but we've written yeah. it down. So you have like, every time you yeah. come up with a solution, you have to write all the solutions down that you think are, st- even if they're stupid, but you put them down and say, yeah, obviously that's a bad one. But the fact that that was still in there, you're like, 
come on. I, it feels a lot sometimes like working in higher education where these documents get added and changed to yeah. and then suddenly they're out as well. But obviously, as you said, that doesn't mean it's like it reminds me very much of that Mitchell Webb sketch where they're talking about cut, cutting money. And then the big boss goes, have you not just tried killing all the poor? And they go, what is put it in the system? Would that work? Just just I'm just saying we just do it. We don't actually do it. But let's just talk about it. And it, that's what it makes me feel like, that there are these solutions where they put it out there and yeah. then. Yeah, but ultimately, yeah. The, the thing I wanted to say about it is that, yeah, it feels like the 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 people that needed to be in the room weren't in the room. Like you yeah. said, they lost sight of it. And now, mm. though, what we've got is that essentially the core mechanics is now through a Creative Commons license. Uh, yeah. And also you can quote from that, the SRD, essentially. And they are essentially leaving the OGL 1.0A. Sorry, there's lots of, again, I, I appreciate this. Yeah. <laughs> Just like lots of words um, yeah. for now. But there is like a play test document mm. uh talking about it mm. and getting the feedback and and, and just yeah I, what what they should have done is have it for the community because i do feel as we progress as we change like i said it's been almost 10 years it mm. does make sense that they would be anyway looking at the document to just check it makes sense yeah and add stuff to it yeah i feel like if you just say oh we hold this up forever that's not necessarily a positive thing because everything should go for a review process and then have lots of checks on it but that's mm. just my view on that because i know a lot of people were so angry about it and even after this stuff came out because it certainly has affected their next product which is obviously the golden vault which i know we'll talk yeah. to in a little time because mm. the, the one thing i want to say in terms of when i was talking about Al-Qadim and, and Black Monster Fire, if we get people in to talk, to, you know, write stuff that, you know, they have the experience of, you mm. know, and want to write about it, you get stuff like Radiant Citadel, which has done so well, has has rated so highly. And I think we could keep doing that and allow that people mm. who write third-party content to come to the forefront and write for official products. But that's why, this is my point, make more content and allow more people to be a part of that official content <clears throat> would be even a greater way. And that monetizes it if you want to make your money, but it also promotes all these amazing people in the community who are yes. making great things. I feel like it's just a big shame that this this OGL stuff happened and then there's been absolutely zero stuff on the Golden Vault and then it just got released very quietly mm. with a couple of videos. And I absolutely feel gutted about that because could you imagine you worked on something for two years yeah and then this stuff comes out and obviously they can't cancel it because it's so close to the deadline but then it's just no. released out and there's been very little you know they are doing a little mm. bit of pieces there are videos about it now yeah but every video that is about it as well is so much more like you know it just comes with this it's just tainted with this sort of like yes. it's just that's the thing and it, it really yeah it would the 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 along with all the sort of anger and annoyance at this like the fact that that would happen you know yeah. and sitting there like yeah being a part of that community and and you know on the twitter i was you know at the time what i was doing was just like on twitter every day just like seeing all the stuff messaging about it putting out things saying like this is fucking stupid and like also yeah. trying to do the well here's mork borg by the way which is doesn't yes. know licenses do the heck what you like so long as you're not an an arsehole you know yeah. like do what you like and they and they put they put a post on top of mine which i thought was quite funny which was saying it does say yeah we will own all of your content because we'll buy it from the shop which i thought was really sweet because it was like oh, yeah we will own all of the content you make because we'll buy it all i was like it's yeah that's the that's the attitude and the thing is that community so many people joining into that discord we yes. had such a great time in there at the time all just like memeing with each other and just sort yeah. of like saying like come come all these new people hello yeah. welcome and the thing is like i saw a few like kickstarters going out at the same time and people doing being extremely successful with it but also at the same time they're 
promote making new content. I just got that uh, the the press release for the icon thing. Oh, yes. from yeah. did, you must have got it as well uh not yet so I, I, oh. I, I know i know what you're talking about though so. yeah the new one that's just coming out which is all the like dead gods thing oh my gosh it looks so good but this you know they're still making more content uh, yeah anyway they're gonna make money still but everyone else is making money and it's all a great anyway we all know this as you can tell this is why we didn't put out an episode during the thing because i think we just have gone over it like we would have been breaking news everything's still on the fire i said yes so I guess I want to round off this episode because really it's just as, as chatting a bit. Yeah. So we've obviously mentioned a whole lot of the RPGs, mm-hmm. but Hamilton, here's my thing for you. So if for whatever reason mm-hmm. they pull the plug, D and D Beyond gets like uh, they everyone burns their D and D book, like it, it like it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And I know obviously more books. I think other things. Yeah. Was there a particular RPG you'd like to recommend to people to look yeah. at, uh, create yeah. content for in general? That's yeah. maybe akin to the D and D aesthetic, or yeah. just in general that you would love to recommend? I think. Okay. Right. Well, obviously, I've already said more. And as you said, Mortborg is, in, I think it's just an incredible system. And I think the baseline of it is really good. And that uses the Black Hack, which I've also looked at a few few others, which is based on really old school. D&D, isn't it? Essentials. I've got another game called Flow, which uses that, yes. uh, which is really fun. And I just think if you go to the the the, the, the Black Hack system, personally for my games, the, the rules lightness aids my style of play mm-hmm. and it allows combat to work. And this is from a more streaming point of view. But I think when I have gone back to, to D&D, it has been a bit more fun with a bit more crunch. So w- with that, w- what else would I recommend that's more that's equally crunchy? I don't have a good answer, but you know more because all mine are going to be rules light. <laughs> Uh, and perfect. you know a lot more about this, so I would suggest I, I, I'd ask you to suggest something. That's right, and I think th- there's no problem with that. Obviously, there are so many mm. different kinds of things. rules. Like I think it's so good to get into. Yeah. And like for example, uh, if you're first time GMing and you're not so yeah. sure, obviously we've mentioned his name before on other podcasts. But Grant Howard's yeah. page one shot. They're you know on his Patreon, but they're also available for free afterwards. He's always listening. He's always he always <laughs> knows where you are. Um, but those are nice fun ones if you could get you into that. But I think for me, there's two in my mind that I'd, I would go for. One is Quest by Adventure Guild, which right. uses uh, which is, uses a D20. Mm-hmm. And basically anything over a six, you succeed. Obviously different costs and stuff like that. Yeah. And they have really cool... It's the first uh, RPG that I saw, which has all these different archetypes. So you have, you know, you obviously... I, again, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but, you know, like soldier, doctor, that sort of thing. And you have like a branching ways to put in your adventure points, which gives you skills. So if you think of video games, that sort of like branching tree aesthetic, mm. essentially, which I think is really cool. And then everything like that is just purely role play. You don't need to be like, ah, oh, you get a between a 15 and 17. It's this, you know, it's purely like that sort of coolness. And yeah. really that is uh, is aimed at fantasy yeah. But it doesn't have to be. They've got a new um, setting or something like a sci-fi setting coming out later this year, I think. But that is just really simple, straightforward. So if you are playing with people who've never played Quest, yeah, Quest uh, Adventure Guild, they're called. Mm. So if you've never pl- if you've never run uh, yeah. a game uh, and people haven't played D anD D, so they're, they're again rules light. So I'd recommend Quest one hundred percent. I I had a lot of oh. fun when I ran that. But if you do like a little bit of crunch and you do like fantasy. But you also like like playing very flawed, and you like a meta bit of character as well. Yeah, I'm going to recommend one thing, which then spirals into two more things. This is okay. where if you're if you're Columbo, also also, yeah, uh, one more thing. So I'm going to recommend Die the RPG. Yeah, I thought you were. Yeah, I you saw you were. You saw you coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yes, yeah, so Die itself is a comic book series created by Kieran Gillen. 
mm-hmm. and Stephanie Hans. And it's about this idea. It basically is described as goth Jumanji, where back in the 90s, a group of teenagers play a cursed RPG and then get sucked into that world. And then five years later, they return, uh, but not obviously traumatized by their experiences. And mm. then they reunite later on as adults who have obviously been changed by those experiences. And then they go back to that world. And obviously things are a bit shit so it's a bit of mm. narnia bit of Jumanji. it's very isekai as well the sort of japanese exactly. storyline that type, yeah. yeah and what i love about it is that so each class each paragon it's called mm. they invoke different things so you have the dictator which is a a bard type class that uses their voice to influence people you have like mm. the emotion knight who has a sentient weapon that's fueled by a particular emotion uh you've got like the Godbringer or Godbinder, sorry, who talks to all these different gods and has favors, so it feels very much like that Sandman S type thing. Ooh, very cool. The Neo, which is like uh, uses basically is this the sneaky rogue that uses tech, but they need to have uh, it's called fairy gold or something like that that powers the stuff that disappears at the end of every day. Uh, and then you have the Fool, who's that very much that uh, Leroy Jenkins that goes in <laughs> and does stuff. So. Yeah, all very the, the different different archetypes, which are then connected to each of the dice, mm. and then so you ha- it's a deep it's a d six system, but then you add the dice and do it different ways. Sometimes it's very physical, very physical prop as yeah. well, which I love. But here's the thing: so when you do the session, it's very much half LARP, half game. So mm. when you start, you come in as um, the character, your your persona, so the person that the flawed person who. But they played a game together and then they've come back and they're like, oh God, we're playing this game again. So you would literally start off LARPing with that conversation role thing and then you give out the dice and then you play the game. No way. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Very cool. And I just, because I spoke to Kieran recently for where I'm planning to run a session of it at the end of, I know I had to drop that in. To everyone. Uh, end of March, I'm going go to go up and do one in person. I'm very excited. I'm incredibly nervous. Where are you playing this? I'm going to my friends in Leeds. And it's a brand new group of people with one person already there. I'm very nervous because obviously I'm recording it. Yeah, of course I'm recording it. It's, I'm very tense about it because it's it's Why? so dark. Oh, it's so dark and stuff. And it's playing with new people. So I've gone, here are all the safety things. No, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I would recommend that because it, it has basically, it's very it's very self-aware of like, mm-hmm. this is what you should be, but you're also shits and you're also flawed. Um, but on top of that, because yep. uh, it's published by Rowan Rook and Descartes, the two other ones I wanted to mention was Heart and Spire. Mm-hmm. Right. This idea of different, uh, the I think it's Spire is the one which all set in one thing, very dread like, mm-hmm. and you have and you're working against the the big sort of high elves, evil corporate sort of thing. So a lot of different things, cool. but very high fantasy. And then Heart is beneath the Spire, oh, horrible right. dungeon thing, which is all very much your emotions. Uh, yeah, both both Die and Heart are, have dungeons or have worlds that are influenced by your emotions and your right. flaws and stuff like that. So those are the ones that, like, if you want a really interesting deep world that has that element of fantasy, mm. those three games I would recommend on that front. Can you ask me the question again, Fiona? Oh, Hamilton, do you have any RPGs you'd like to recommend in place of D&D? Oh, he's pulled up Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, a massive tome. Was that holding up your desk, my friend? Like, oh my God. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> I was like, I've been reading this uh, since we did Blade Runner and a bit, I've read it before, but I, I started reading it again because I had to get Blade Runner. You know, I keep, yes. I'm going to keep it in my brain. I don't want to completely delete it. But what I did uh, figure out from it that I thought was fun and, and uh, High Rollers are doing um, mm. at the moment a show which you can find on Twitch if you're quick uh, or become a member of their YouTube and you can watch it or a Patreon, you can watch it there. But they did their character creation. But the interesting thing that I do like about it yeah. and, and what they've got in their game is that they have careers um, yes. as a theory. And now I haven't got the 
home of careers but it's very much you build your character by choosing your species and then choosing your class and careers and then you have attributes and skills very similar and it is a d10 system this mm. not a d20 system but it's very similar and it uses attributes that are and skills similar to what you would use in a D&D game a D&D game and a Warhammer game so you have weapon skill and mm. uh ballistic skill strength toughness agility dexterity willpower because that's a lot as a big thing in in war games is that you yeah. you um you lose willpower and you get take you come off the board the tabletop yeah. by you know losing uh, will checks and stuff and then it has all things such as fellowship uh, points which is like your group points as well and and it uses wounds instead of hit points everything like that the thing that i really enjoy about it is this careers thing because yes. they have someone on the high rollers who's a lawyer <laughs> And that's your, that's your career. That's your yeah. class and career is a lawyer. And like there, the tome one that I found, there's a book of like hundreds of careers, like hundred mm. careers. And, it, and it's great for like NPCs because it gives you stats and skills for just like the everyday people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. in Warhammer Fantasy, the everyday people are as evil as the as as everyone else because it's yeah. pretty grim dark. You know, it's got one for an abbot, it's got one for a, a carpenter. You know, they've all got like stat blocks and yeah, they've got yeah. like particular skills and ways they would manage. So if you wanted to, like, you just have this tome up, but you could be that. You could just be a carpenter, and that's mm-hmm. how your 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 character's class kind of progresses. And I kind of love it for that. And um, yeah, it's nice to have that detail. Like, should you want it, yeah. and you're not having to be like, oh, I'm trying because sometimes you have these very yeah. vague, like the paragons, all that sort of thing, and you try yeah. to be like, I want to be this person. I, I sometimes, you know, yeah. depending on how you feel about that, yeah, you'd be like, yeah, fuck it, I'll be a lawyer. Fuck it, I'll yeah. be a rat catcher. Fuck yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. No, hundred percent. And like the setting is kind of it's great in its own way because it really does it does have that real like um grim darkness to it if you want yeah. to go down that route and you can and play that. But they have like rogues they have the board which is like a bard uh the, the charlatan the fence the grave robber the outlaw the racketeer the thief mm-hmm. and the witch and they're sort of like really cool and like courtiers you can be a spy or an advisor or an envoy you know like there's sort of like really random ones that gives you so much like you just think about those characters and you can just imagine something based off all yeah. of them playing this sort of like over bloated empire which it uses as its sort of backdrop in the yeah. old world which is just sort of like yeah it's just sort of it's not a great place to be and it's just sort of kind of sort of grimy and really yeah. not like D has become like water deep and sort of uh cosmopolitan and the city so, of splendor city yeah. of splendor you know what i mean is in it, it but it's also kind of i wouldn't call it high fantasy but i'd call it no. like it's sort of in it's sort of contemporary fantasy yeah yeah, it's and so if you wanted to just get a bit grittier and like you know want to go down the sort of yeah. like bit more borgy but with more of the with yeah. more crunch, mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'd go for. The takeaway message of this episode is like, you know, mm. if you're if you're still struggling with what's been happening with D and D, there are plenty of other games out there, and please go out and support them. Please try them. And obviously, if you're like, I can't, you know, I want to play more, but our D&D group or our groups, then they don't regularly do it. There's also solo RPGs as well. Um, you know, there's Ironsworn. Like Ironsworn. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Starforge, which is the sci-fi version of yeah. that. Let's end this episode by, yeah. I think just, we, I mean, just sign up. Uh, that's the same. Uh, like, yeah, we appreciate it's a very, it's still, people still probably hurting from this and people still yeah. probably angry, but we need to channel that energy and go forward and make it positive and yeah. help people play more games and write content for these games and support the creators as well. I think that's the most important thing is like, go find your favorite people. And if you can just buy as much as you can from them because they, they make amazing stuff. And like, we've talked and looked at 
independent content like Jimmy Flowers, Spinterverse, and uh, Kyle Lander. And we've also had uh, on the show, we had Matthew um, Whitby, Whitby. Yeah, who did, you know, look at like, I mean, I think the um, Forgotten Realms, the Doom Forgotten Realms is one of the best so like good. put together piece of content outside of like, like it feels just like that could have been a wizards of the coast thing and they've just done a new one for that the rise yes. and fall at the fall of vecna which yeah. i'm like oh if i could i want to play that so much so like and the jimmy flowers does a really great podcast uh episode on youtube where he talks through a lot of dm skill products so yep. go find those there's lots out there yeah, so there's lots out there. Promote uh, your local game store and your local community uh, maker. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. I just thought we'd end by just quickly saying, like, mm. um, you can get an offer code at Third Space Gaming. Uh, if you type in DMPC, you got to do the hand gestures, like a little little rat and a right typer, uh, right typer, typewriter, um, right get, typer, a I'm, right I'm, typer. It's a right typer. You get that in Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> a right typer. Uh, if you type that uh, in DMBC into checkout, you get ten percent mm. off your first order. You know, and yep, go check out. They've got. I don't think they've got too much in terms of RPGs just now, but hey, I got back into mini painting quite recently, and I'm doing all right in it, and I know. Hamilton, you you love. I was going to say you're going to hold up. Oh, oh my God, I love it. I got to show you the like oh, damage of like so doing, like all leather effects and stuff. That is very good. I mean, a poor listeners at home can't see, but it's a very impressive yeah. uh, Warhammer uh, minifigure. You can find it on my Instagram, That's Hamilton it. DM. Hamilton DM. Ham- Hamilton underscore the underscore D- the DM. DM. That's the one. That's, That's it. Thank one. you. I forget it. You know it. All right. Well, until next time, folks. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on, on the flip side. side. Yay. <laughs>